Adonai. The 26th of Tammuz, corresponding to the letter Mem. Sefer Otiot. Mem is the mamash, which is the stuff by which life in this world is sustained. Ma'akol, which is food. Ma'im, which is water. Midbar, which is wilderness. Melacha, which is work. Mitzvot, which are the commandments, i.e. the connections. It's interesting that the word of Hashem is light. And mitzvot is the word for connection. Darkness exists in the world because there is not connection going on to bring forth the light of creation. Now, there's not gross darkness over the face of the earth. Obviously, there is a little bit of light. But imagine, and may we all daven and pray this, and may our thoughts dwell on this. Imagine the whole world connecting those connections to bring forth the manifest light of Hashem into creation. May it be so. Can you hear that song? There are different mitzvot. There are at least 613. And if each person could dedicate themselves to one particular mitzvah, and we all did that in community, we all did that in unity, we all did that with a with an understanding of truly loving and being devoted to Hashem, imagine the power that that would infuse into the universe. May it be so. And mitzvot, the holy commandments given to us by the Holy One through Moshe, our teacher, Moshe Rabbeinu. These are the covenant obligations, sacred laws like the lights of a menorah, which transform the ordinary candlestick of every day into the ecstasy of cleaving to God. The laws, aka the commandments, are like the lights of the menorah, which transform the ordinary candlestick of everyday living and to the ecstasy of cleaving to Hashem. Letters of Light brings down the gematria of Mim is 40. 40 is the number of days it rained upon the earth during the flood. 40 is the number of days Moshe spent on Har Sinai. Moshe actually ascended the mountain three separate times. The first 40-day sojourn took place when he received the Torah. Then Moshe descended with the tablets, but shattered them when he saw the golden calf that the people had made in his absence. The following morning, Moshe returned to the mountain for another 40 days to pray on behalf of the Jewish people. When Moshe returned to the encampment, God called out. Devarim 10.1 It says, For him to return to the mountain, this time with his own tablets. 
So Moshe dug under his tent and found two sapphire stones. Shemot 34.1 and see Rashi on that verse. He brought them up on he brought them up with him to Harsinai for the third and final forty days, and God engraved the Ten Commandments on them. Remember that the word for engraved is also the word for freedom. Also it says in the footnote there is another opinion that states that Moshe carved the second tablets himself. This is why if you read the overview to the introduction of Parashah Devarim from the Kehot Humash the Kehot Humash that you will see that Moshe is speaking in first person and he has to go into a higher level of divinity which equaled him being more and more nullified to himself so that as he speaks in first person that it is Hashem who is actually speaking so it's not Moshe's words but it's Hashem's words yet it's coming from a man of flesh whose voice has the voice of the Shekinah speaking through his very throat so it goes on to say it was the tenth of the month of Tishrei when Moshe came down from the mountain with God's law after these final 40 days God declared, I have forgiven the Jewish people as you have asked. Think about Moshe on the, on the mountain for the second 40 days, like Mashiach being on the crucifixion stake, where he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And we know that Hasidus teaches that in the moment of embarrassment, humiliation, and shame, one who davens to Hashem is guaranteed and assured to have his prayers answered. And remember, the Mashiach was put up to public shame, stripped, placed upon a stake, beaten, punched, spit upon, ridiculed, mocked, even cursed. And it is in that moment that he summoned within him to say the words, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Which is amazing that we say the forgiveness prayer during the Shemone Esrei, during the weekday. And when Mashiach was offered up, it was during a weekday, a preparation day to go into the Shabbat. So it could have actually occurred that while he was saying this words, that the Minyan and the Beit HaMikdash was reciting the Minka prayers along with the lambs being slaughtered for the Pesach. And among those prayers would have been the prayer of forgiveness. It says the culmination of these three 40-day periods is the 10th of Tishrei, which is Yom Kippur. And it says this is the day we as the Jewish people fast and pray to atone for our sins. And it's very interesting that the Gematria for Kippur, which is Kaf Pei Resh, is the same Gematria as Yetzer, which is Yo Sadi Resh. And with the Yetzer 
attaining atonement, the Yetzer attaining atonement on Yom Kippur is all about becoming formed anew, fashioned anew, born again. The day we receive the tablets, the first time we were supposed to receive the Torah would have been technically on the 17th of Tammuz, but it began on Shavuot during the month of Sivan, and that was called a wedding day. And we know that the Talmud teaches that when a husband and a wife are entering into Kiddushin, that they're forgiven for all of their sins. So, Yom Kippur is not only a day of atonement and forgiveness and a time for reconciliation, but it's also the day of our wedding. It's actually our renewed wedding that we should have had back during Sivan and finalized back during Tammuz. And from the wisdom of the Aleph Bet, it says, as described above, the open mem denotes the open, which is nigle, which is the revealed aspect of the Torah. And the closed mem denotes the concealed, which is the nistar. And it says, additionally, the letter mem has the peculiarity that the two letters forming its complete spelling have the identical sound. This is the basis of the Kabbalistic dictum that sometimes the open mem simultaneously implies both the obvious and the concealed. According to the Zohar, for example, the mem, the open mem, stands allegorically for both Moshe and for Mashiach who represent these two aspects of Torah. Mem stands for Moshe because he started to reveal the infinite Torah on a level that man could perceive. Not everything was transmitted by Moshe, however. Not everything was transmitted by Moshe, however. This is important because there's not only the written Torah, but there's also the oral Torah, which is infinite and continues to expound. And again, to quote Ish Pela Shlita, reading from the Aleph Beit by Rabbi Ginsburg, he read that we were only given half of the oral Torah. Selah. And when Mashiach came, we were only given half of the redemption. And what we're davening for as we're davening for building the temple is for the rest of the redemption. Ken Yehidatzon. And it says, The concealed will be revealed by the Mashiach, whose time of arrival is meant to be unknown to man. Rashi on Bereshit 47 28 I repeat the arrival speaking of the Mashiach is meant to be unknown to man is it any wonder that Mashiach Yeshua says no man knows the day or the hour Selah 
This is the allusion to the mem, which stands openly for Moshe and the concealed for Mashiach. This is from the Otiot by Rabbi Yitzhak. In this vein, we often find that unresolved halakhic passages are concluded with the phrase teku, meaning let it stand, i.e. the problem the problem remains unsolved. So many times today, halakot are enacted, but not by the Sanhedrin, and not only that, they're enacted and finalized without any Sanhedrin authority overseeing it. There is no Shmika that established it, and there is no Eliyahu to make sure that it is the correct halakhic ruling. One of these things, among many, is driving a car to Shul on Shabbat. Selah. Goes on to say, This phrase is properly taken as the acronym... Tishbi Yetaretz Kushiot Ve Ivayot, which means the Tishbi, i.e., Eliyahu, will answer questions and inquiries. Tosefot Yom Tov from the Eduyot. This is an indication that Eliyahu Hanavi, the herald of the Mashiach, will appear and clarify all difficulties in understanding Torah. This is from the Gilione Hashas Shabbat 108a. See the epilogue on page 230. It says each letter of the word mamon, which is the word for money, has the uniqueness that its first and last consonants are identical. This alludes to the sad fact of human nature. Whatever monetary gains one attains, he keeps wanting more. Midbar Kedemot. As the Rambat Shlita, aka Batya, with Musar by Batya, she brought down in the Musar classes were going through Orkot Zadakim. She mentioned that one of the Musar principles and prayers and meditations and practices that we should develop is to be free from the love of money. So, as we look forward to the building of the Beit HaMikdash, as we look forward to the revealing of the Beit HaMikdash, as we look forward to the coming of Mashiach speedily in our days, may we be free from Mamon and may we use mamon and service to Hashem, not caught up in it and wrapped up in it like thorns and briars and thistles, but to be able to freely offer it willingly, just like Hevel's offering in Bereshit. And may the letter Mem be established in creation. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, may these words merit favor from you upon high, and may you reveal the Mashiach ben David, May you reveal the building of the Beit HaMikdash 
and may you bring about the final end of this galut with the final geula please send mashiach now